Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. All right. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. I'm your host, Brent Duhame, and I have a really special guest today. His name's Jared Ty. Jared's got a, a story from beginning to end and, and to where he is now. Uh, not necessarily the end, but where, where the chapter is today. It's not the end of the book. He's still writing. But uh, let's, uh, Jared. Tell me, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? You're a cool dude, and you've got a great story to share. Brent, thanks so much for having me on, man. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm an avid uh, podcast listener and uh, couldn't be more excited to be on. Thanks so much. Appreciate the kind words, sir. So, yeah, just to give you a little background on me, uh, I was born and raised here in Texas. Uh, I was actually homeschooled uh, all the way through high school. Um, I went to college at North Texas UNT and um, just jumping right into to business here. Uh, when I got out of college, uh, I thought I wanted to be a pharmaceutical salesperson. Uh, I worked pretty hard to get a job in farm sales. Uh, I was unable to get a job in farm sales, <laughs> or I failed at that, I should say. Uh, and uh, I took a job selling copiers for about a year. Uh, selling copiers was uh, something that I was also not successful with. <laughs> Had a friend uh, who was uh, doing mortgage, uh, selling mortgages in a call center for countrywide home loans. And uh, he uh, encouraged me to come over there and interview and uh, got the job over there. And that's kind of what started my, uh, my, my career in the uh, greater real estate, real estate industry. Got it. And... You know, selling copiers. Let's go back to that. Was that was that a uh, kind of? I'm just going to jump in and, and get after it. And <laughs> and uh, sweaty palms and and uh, how difficult? Because I'm sure that you're doing a lot of door knocking. Well, there were people who were really good at it. Uh, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> so uh, there was kind of a, a boom, if you will. That's a funny word to use, uh, but. Uh, around you know the year 2000 or so because everybody converted from analog copiers to digital so when i got in was i guess like oh five and um there were uh that boom was over <laughs> there were still people who were in the industry who had gotten in because of that boom uh and uh yeah, it was, it was rough, man. I was on new accounts and, uh, you know, my job was to go out and find people who wanted to carve out time in their calendar to sit down with someone to talk about copiers. And uh, I never figured that out. I never figured out how to do that well. Um, so, uh, but it really taught me uh, a lot because, uh, you know, I did put in a lot of hours uh, you know, trying to succeed in that role um, and, uh, you know, not having any leads to work, you know, being 100% self-sourced, uh, that taught me, 
you know, to really appreciate referrals, really appreciate, you know, leads. If you do get leads from, you know, a company. Um, so I really learned a lot from that time. And that's why I bring that up. Success isn't always immediate. And, but you were learning, you know, to fail forward, you know, per se. Absolutely. I, you know, failure isn't permanent unless you allow it to be. And so I, I bring that up. So now, now you, you find a path you know, a friend or two in, into the mortgage banking business and a call center. So you, you, start, you start your career in real estate. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, I started with uh, Countrywide, like I, like I mentioned there. Um, they originally, uh, I, had to, I had to work pretty hard to get that role. Um, the... Uh, the person who was who I was interviewing with um, won't say any names, <laughs> but uh, they uh, didn't uh, really respond to my you know inquiries, things like that. And I kind of had to force my way in. You know, I had to be very persistent and follow up a lot to uh, get on that person's schedule. And even after I interviewed, I had to follow up quite a bit and and really push to ultimately get hired there. Um, that job was a wonderful job. Uh, so I started out, uh, you know, for me, for, for the place I was in my career, it was amazing. Um, when I started out, uh, that was, so that was in, at this point, we're in 2006 and, um, a lot of the, uh, bad loans, if you follow the, uh, which obviously you do follow the, uh, mortgage, um, you know, market. A lot of those bad loans had already been written. Um, the, the, the banks, you know, companies were starting to pull back on all of those. Um, I was basically just selling uh, home equity lines of credit at the time. And um, that eventually turned into refinances. And then I ended up doing employee loans. Uh, so Countrywide was bought by Bank of America uh, in, I believe, 2008. Uh, you know, funny thing, we all worry about these changes. Um, you know, my first three years uh, doing mortgages in a call center, uh, probably at least every six months, we had some kind of a major change or a major threat. And I would always worry about it, you know, because um, coming from copier sales, um, that job in that call center was a wonderful job for me. Um, you know, I had, I had, you know, leads were piped in. You know, I just had to convert them. I had to learn about mortgages, um, which, you know, there was a time whenever I first started that I didn't even think I was going to uh, make it in the mortgage world because I was having trouble uh, learning, you know, uh, just all of the technical side of mortgage. Uh, but I had a great, you know, trainer who sat down with me and said, look, you know, you're going to be just fine. Just stick with this. Um, Funny story, when I first started uh, at Countrywide, uh, again, we're, we're back to, two, we're in 2006, um, went and sat down. Uh, it was funny because we would go sit down, we had this big cafeteria, uh, and we would all kind of get off the phones and go have lunch. So I hope we weren't missing too many calls during that time. But uh, I sat around the table with probably a dozen other loan officers and again, won't, won't say any names, but uh, basically everyone went around the table and explained why uh, they didn't believe in the role. You know, uh, a ton of guys said, 
oh, the glory days are over, you know, there, there's not any more money to be made. Nobody's going to make any more money in, in mortgage or real estate anymore. You know, those days are past. Um, well, I remember making the conscious decision at that time to reject that advice because I knew that there was a guy, um, I mean, there was more than one, but I tend to try to focus on specific uh, examples, specific role models. Uh, and I will say the name uh, here, uh, his name is Zach Amon, uh, who is still uh, working for Bank of America to this day and still doing very well. Um, but there were guys like Zach who were um, not listening to all the negativity and um, they were doing very well. You know, they're in a call center, you know, in a cubicle, yet doing extremely well. So I remember making that decision at that time to not listen to that negativity. And, you know, I made a proactive choice to have the mindset that, you know, if somebody else is succeeding on this platform, uh, well, by golly, I'm going to figure out how to do it myself. Yeah. So the, the advice that you're passing along to those listening is uh, you really are or can be a product of those around you. And, and thankfully, you decided to, you, uh, decided to focus on those that are successful rather than the doom and gloom naysayers, certainly. Exactly. Exactly. We're right on. And, and uh, before, hey, before we go on any further, why don't we uh, take a second here and where, what uh, social media platforms do you use for your business and your personal life today? Sure. So I'm really active on Facebook. Um, so my business page is just buy with Ty. Ty is spelled T-Y-E. Um, my personal page, again, my name is spelled J-A-R-E-D, last name Ty, T-Y-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, but I'm probably most active on Facebook. And for those uh, interested in music, and Jared happens to uh, strum a pretty darn good guitar. He's got a great voice, and, and uh, his boy oftentimes jumps in there with him along with his wife. So cool stuff. I, I encourage you to check out, uh, at the very least, Jared's uh, business Facebook page or Instagram, or hit him up as a friend on Facebook. Very cool. I appreciate it. You got Absolutely. it. Right on. All right, so you're in the real estate business. You're on the finance side. and Somehow, some way, a fork in the road, uh, your personal fork in the road approached. You want to talk a little bit about that, Jared? Sure. So um, my uh, next door neighbor for the past 10 years is a very successful uh, real estate agent. And um, I remember, you know, going back to my call center days, uh, just seeing how much freedom he had um, in his profession. And you know how entrepreneurial uh, his business is, and um, I decided that I wanted a little more freedom, a little more autonomy, uh, a little more you know entrepreneurial um, free reign, if you will. Uh, so I decided to move uh, from the call center uh, at Bank of America uh, to a retail position. Uh, with Bank of America. 
And that was the hardest uh, change I've ever made in my career. Uh, because at that point, I had been doing, you know, again, I went from a job where I, I was not succeeding selling copiers uh, to a job that, you know, fed my family very well uh, for seven years. And that was really all that I knew. You know, that was my only um, experience with a successful career. Uh, so I can still remember stepping off to a break room uh, in the call center and uh, my phone was ringing uh, from the, um, the recruiter uh, at Bank of America Retail. And uh, you mentioned sweaty palms earlier. I, I literally remember uh, my hands sweating and I didn't want to answer the phone because I had already stalled that decision a few times. And this was literally my last chance to get that, that position that I wanted uh, or that I thought I might want. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, I, 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 I took it. I jumped after it. And at that point, um, I didn't... I didn't take that, I didn't make that change. I honestly didn't make that change to make more money. Uh, I made that change to have a better quality of life. Um, I wanted that freedom to, hey, if I work, you know, extra, extra hard one week, and then we have a slow week, um, you know, I want to have the freedom to, you know, go run an errand or work on my business instead of working, you know, in my business. Um, at the time, uh, there was a lot, I did get a lot of discouragement from making that change. You know, a lot of people tell you, oh, you're going to be on your own. You know, you're used to working warm leads. You're not going to have any leads. Uh, you're not going to succeed at this. Uh, you know, not, not, I mean, it wasn't like personal, but I did get a lot of people saying, you know, that you need to stick where you are. You know, if you have a good thing, don't change it. Uh, so it was, it was a scary switch for me, uh, but my wife, Laura, was very supportive, um, and, uh, you know, I'd just been doing it long enough that I was ready to take a risk, and, you know, staying with the same company, doing essentially the same job, but just on a different platform was, uh, that was my calculated risk, <laughs> so. Well, understandably, and to shed a little bit more light on it, so Jared went from uh, sitting at a desk or a cubicle, the phone rings, call center style, to having to go out and make it rain. You had to work right. on those referral relationships and 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 dig a little deeper. And it's, uh, I mean, they really couldn't be too inside sales versus outside sales. Right, right. Great way to put it. When you made that, when you made that decision, were you leading that decision with your head or your heart? Uh, it was definitely my heart. Uh, my head would have told me to told me to stay where I was at, because uh, again, uh, you know, had a good income, uh, you know, good, um, just just you know, job security. Um, so, if I was following, you know, my head, I would have stayed where I was, and you know, because uh, at the time I didn't even know that I would be able to replace my income uh, in in the prior from the prior role. So I was definitely following my heart on that. Yeah, the, the heart can lead us in a lot of different directions, that is right. for sure. Before we talk about what, what it is that you're doing today, 
why don't we lighten it up here a little bit and and I don't even know what story you've got necessarily, but there's one that probably puts some smiles on our faces. What you're thinking about? Uh, give us something that uh, will crack us up. All right, so we're all in sales, right? One one form or another. So I'm gonna tell you a story about when I uh, when I met my wife and uh, convinced her to uh, to uh, you know to to start dating there. So. Uh, try and make it quick here, but um, my wife and I, uh, we were, I was in a fraternity, she was in a sorority, uh, both in Denton, Texas. Uh, we had met a few months prior, and I had introduced myself, well, actually, there's, there's a story there. I, I had been uh, turned down for another date, and I went out um, just, uh, just because I had gotten stood up. Uh, the girl who stood me up was actually at the event. She, she stood me up because she had to go to the library, she said. She was actually at the social event that I went to. Saw her there. That was pretty awkward with another guy. <laughs> so uh, uh, went up to my now wife. Um, honestly, because I had been stood up on that other date, uh, I had enough courage to go up and, and talk to somebody else. Well, she wasn't very receptive at the time. Well, fast forward three months, um, we are at an event, and uh, we both happen to be there, and uh, she comes up to me, and she says, do you remember me? And I said, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I remember you, which I'm going to be honest, uh, at the time, I, I had forgotten about that uh, prior <laughs> experience there. <laughs> uh, so, so I said, yeah, sure, I remember you. Um, I said, I tell you what, uh, so I tried to use a little reverse psychology. I said, I tell you what, give me your number. And uh, me and my roommates are having a party Friday night. You should bring some friends. Again, the reverse psychology, just, you know, trying to play it cool or whatever. You should bring some friends and, you know, you guys should come over to our party on Friday night. So uh, she was kind enough to give me her number. And, oh, by the way, the reason she hadn't, uh, she said she hadn't been receptive the first time is that she had a boyfriend at that time. So, <laughs> so, so she pointed that out the second time we met. So anyway, got her number for the party that uh, we were having on Friday night, uh, went home, woke up my roommates, because it was pretty late at this point. And I said, Justin, Sean, just need to let you guys know we're having a party on Friday night. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I met my wife. Hey, persistent. You know, great, great job, and, and you were able to pivot on a dime, so uh, <laughs> pr pretty cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you've been in the mortgage banking business for years, you hit your fork in the road, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so uh, just to kind of skip past the, the middle ground there, um, I was with uh, Bank of America in their retail division for uh, three years. Uh, that job actually went, went very well. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about that. Um, I kind of wanted to do something more entrepreneurial, start my own book of business. Uh, so you're seeing kind of a, kind of a theme, a recurring theme here. Uh, I went to a uh, local bank uh, called First Bank, very good uh, local bank here and uh, mortgage company. Uh, I did that for about a year. Uh, had a very good experience there as well. 
Um, at that point, you know, I had been doing mortgages for 11 years and, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted a change of scenery. I wanted to, uh, you know, get out of the office more, uh, wanted to have more face-to-face time with the client. Um, so I made the decision to get licensed as a real estate agent, uh, about a year ago and, uh, it's gone, it's gone well. It's uh, certainly not easy. <laughs> uh, it's certainly certainly been lots of uh, you know learning curves and things like that. Uh, but it's uh, by the grace of God, it's gone w- well, and I've really enjoyed it. Well, and I think the there's a lot of tie in to uh, the different stages of your career in both mortgage banking, <clears throat> of course, real estate. But I think your 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 real passion in my opinion, and in, in listening to your story, is helping others or serving others. Am I in the ballpark? Absolutely. Love working with people. I love, you know, solving problems. Uh, I love networking. Um, probably whenever I made the, the move from the, uh, you know, big bank over to a local bank to where I truly was 100% self-sourced, uh, I realized the importance of you know, creating a brand um, and really staying in touch with my sphere, you know, growing my sphere of influence as much as I possibly can. Uh, so for me, that included a lot of, uh, you know, for better or worse, uh, <laughs> a lot of social media, um, but, uh, but social media has helped me, you know, quite a bit. Uh, it's really helped me stay in front of people, remind people of what I do. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long game, you know, as far as, is growing a brand and, and staying in front of people, brand awareness, things like that. It's a long game of, you know, putting value out there. And I realize that sounds really ambiguous, but <laughs> putting information out there, you know, trying to help people in small ways over time. Um, and, you know, once they are in the position that they do need your services, um, you know, you've, you've had a much better opportunity to show them, you know, why you might be a good fit than if you were just, you know, making a quick, you know, elevator speech, as I call it, uh, at the last minute, you know, to, uh, to, to win the business. That's right. And your, your path is really interesting. There are a lot of folks that, that will be listening that are maybe tired or, you know, they're, they don't like their desk job or whatever role they happen to be in. And, and they would like to have, you've mentioned freedom a number of times. Uh, also, you've also talked about things aren't easy and there's a lot of hard work and success, no, no doubt about it. But what advice would you give to someone, Jared, that is tinkering with the idea of, uh, of wanting more freedom, maybe the opportunity upside making more money, and becoming that entrepreneur, what advice would you give them? That's a great question, Brent. Um, you know, I think something that, I mean, I mean, honestly, in making these changes, um, not every change that I made, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, with, with, let me rephrase that, with every change that I made, uh, you know, I learned some, some advantages of the role, and I also learned some disadvantages. Uh, so the, you know, first thing that I'll say is that, you know, the, the grass is not, you know, 
always greener in every regard. Um, so where you may have one role and you may think that the other person, you know, has it better. Uh, well, a lot of these roles are really equal, you know, in the sense that, um, you know, everyone has their own, you know, responsibilities, their own stresses. Uh, so that's one thing that I'll point out and also point out that there's absolutely nothing wrong with being part of a team. You know, a part, a lot of my, you know, motivating, you know, fuel here, if you will, was, you know, again, being entrepreneurial, doing my own thing. Um, but, you know, in retrospect, um, you know, I would advise people to, if you're part of a team, if you're under, you know, great leadership, uh, learn from those people. You know, there's, it's, it's much better to be part of a great team than it is to be completely on your own just for the sake of being alone um, or just for the sake of being on your own. Now, when you get to that point to where, you know, you can provide a, you know, true advantage, a true value, and you're truly, you know, ready to lead, truly ready to, you know, make your own paths, you know, go for it. Uh, but there is nothing wrong whatsoever of being part of a well-oiled machine um, and, uh, you know, not going out on your own until you know that it's the right thing for you. And for some people, you know, they, they may never want to do that. They may be, you know, their path may be part of a team and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Great advice. Great advice because I, I'm not sure everyone necessarily thinks that way. I, I think they think of an entrepreneur really being out there on their own, flying solo, not necessarily um, being part of a team. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's just my style, but uh, not every style is that way. But great advice, my friend, great advice, Jerry. All right, why don't we hit the lightning round, my friend? Let's, uh, let's jump into a few things. Always try to get some further advice from our guests. And first one, Jared, if you could give advice to yourself, let's say when you're 18 years old, ready to be a mean green at UNT, what advice would you give yourself today, from today? Uh, gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, I guess just, you know, go with your gut, you know, follow your passions. Um, don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. Uh, I'm doing bad here. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. I think I think the the real nail right there is uh, don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. And you've certainly you've certainly done that. Um, you know, throughout your careers, don't be afraid. I think that's a that's a good one. And, and ask ask questions. Can I can I re can I redo that one? Yeah. Okay. Sure. okay. I know you can edit these, right? Okay. Sorry. Get it. Okay. So um, the one piece of advice that I would give myself uh, is to not just try to keep appearances. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, you have to do the traditional route. You have to do what people think you should be doing when you get out of college, which is, you know, buy a whatever $30,000 car, you know, $300,000 house, um, you know, be stuck in a position to where, 
you have to take whatever job just pays you the most at the moment uh, to make those bills. So, you know, I've known people who, you know, do the complete opposite. They, they have a passion to, you know, start a new business or to be an entrepreneur and they choose to, believe it or not, to live at home and to uh, build a business that's going to take a long, you know, course of time. Uh, so, you know, don't get me wrong. Again, if you get out of college and you can get a great job and you can get a great car and a great house right away uh, and you're, you know, happy in that role, uh, then absolutely go for it. Uh, but, you know, don't worry about keeping appearances uh, because, you know, five, 10 years from now, those things won't matter. Uh, but the seeds that you planted to further your career, you know, for the rest of your life, those things will matter. Again, another great nugget. We, we have a, a lot of, obviously, parents that are listeners, but also young, young students in high school and in college that tune in. And, and you, nailed, you nailed a big one right there, I, especially with the advent of social media, that uh, appearances are, are sometimes just meat. Mm-hmm. But uh, great, great, great nuggets. Thank you very much. Hey, what, uh, what book should we all pick up and give a read? So my most recent uh, read was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, Gary Keller is the founder of Keller Williams, which is where I am. Uh, the One Thing basically is built on the notion that 20% of your activities um, account for 80% of your results. Uh, so the question that is really posed in that book is, what is one thing that you can do, uh, that you can focus on, that by doing so makes 80% of your other activities either easier or unnecessary? Uh, so it's a really good book. Uh, it's really helped me focus and try to determine, you know, what, what are the activities that are most important? What are the best investments of my time? Right on. I've read it and couldn't agree with you more on that one. High fives. Is there a podcast other than Breaking Business Barriers that you would recommend to our listeners? Yes, sir. Uh, so I really uh, enjoy um, Real Estate Rock Stars by Pat Hyben. I realize that's real estate specific, uh, but it is, uh, it's got great information in there, even if you're not in the industry. Uh, he's constantly interviewing everyone from the agent who just started last year and is lighting the world on fire to the um, you know broker who has a successful you know business that has you know ten offices so everything in between he's constantly interviewing those people. Uh, I also really enjoy the Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, Tim Ferriss, I believe you have some uh, history with him, which that's awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he wrote uh, the Four Hour Work Week ten fifteen years ago, and he's written a bunch of good books uh, since then. And uh, he's just a lifetime experimenter. <laughs> he's constantly experimenting with, you know, things pertaining to, uh, you know, business, uh, time management, uh, health, exercise, 
uh, you know, psychology, you know, uh, super deep stuff. And um, I, I really enjoy that. I was just telling my wife the other day that uh, the trick, the trick to making long road trips palatable is podcasts for me. I can line up <laughs> five podcasts and, uh, you know, go on a 10 hour drive and it just flies by. So really enjoy yours, by the way. Thank you very much, Jared. And, and before we wrap things up, hey, what's next for Jared Todd? Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, uh, you probably hear this all the time, but it's it's just about you know finding that balance. Uh, how to how do I grow uh, in a way that uh, is best for my family um, that provides my clients with not the, just the same level of service that they're getting now, but even a better level of service. Uh, so that's that's the big question for me is is how do I do that? But uh, I, I love a challenge, so. <laughs> Bring it on, as you say. Yes, sir. Why don't we remind everyone again, where where are the the best places to find Jared Ty? Not only just the Jared Ty, the individual, but uh, the real estate guru, Jared Ty. I appreciate that. Uh, so, yes, sir. Uh, my uh, business page on Facebook is probably a good one. Uh, it's just buy with Ty. Again, Ty is spelled T-Y-E. Uh, my personal page on Facebook, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Ty, T-Y-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Buy with Ty. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, I believe just under Jared Ty. Uh, so yes, I'd love to love to connect with uh, with some some new new friends here. And you handle real estate transactions, residential, primarily real estate transactions, but also buy, buy a house, but also sell. Correct. Yes, sir. So if you have a house to sell, I can help you find someone who will buy it for you. <laughs> so uh, certainly don't just uh, do do purchases. Uh, we also do listings and uh, had a good um, good string of success here. Uh, my my um, with that. So uh, absolutely, I would love to help. I'm in McKinney, Texas. Uh, so um, I'm constantly working in. Frisco, Plano, Allen, uh, surrounding areas here, Prosper. Uh, so, so we'd certainly love to connect. And if anyone's thinking about getting into the real estate business, I'm sure Jared would be a great resource. Don't be afraid to reach out and find out. Uh, he won't just talk about success. He'll talk about the challenges. All right, Jared, Jared Ty, you heard it here. Bye with Ty. So with that being said, Hey, this is Brent Duhane, Jared Ty. We'll see you on the airwaves. Take care. Thanks so much, Brent. Cheers. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.